0: The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will will not not lose. All right, man. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Hey, mate. He is the DB of the show, and we are black in sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here covering it all, laughing at it all while providing a platform to be heard. So let's go ahead and pay these bills. Today's show sponsor is Windermere agent Stacy Connor. Uh, wherever your real estate needs are, Stacy will help you reach those goals with confidence. Top real estate agent. Uh, Head of the, excuse me, Director of the Sports and Entertainment Division. You can reach her at 702-741-5944 or StacyConnor at Windermere.com. All right, man. So, you know how we do it, man. Let's get right into it. So excited to have our guest in the show today. Former UNLV quarterback. All right. Son of a preacher, man. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Homework. (laughs) Protector of these (laughs) Las Vegas streets. Okay. (laughs) Blogger. And UNLV broadcaster, Caleb Herrick. Let's clap it up. Let's
1: clap it hey, up, let's man. It hey, up, whoa, man. hey, you the first person that led out the gate with Preacher. Preacher's up, man. Son hey. of a preacher. Son of a that's, preacher, hey, man. That's what's up. If I had the,
0: if I had the music, I'd drop that right now for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so how we jump into it, man, is always, as you know, is a shoot-your-shot moment. So this is where you tell the people, you know, when you went for it all, bet, for, bet on yourself. It could be win or lose. You know, you could have scored a touchdown, or you could have fumbled a rock. <laughs> so give us a shoot-your-shot moment.
1: Oh man, shoot my shot. There's been a lot, and I I missed probably more than I made. But <laughs> okay. uh, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with this one, and this is gonna give me some brownie points somewhere. Oh, on, let's get uh, it. I'm I'm going with my love life off the top. I shot my shot with a girl that was way out of my league, and I I hit that jumper
0: <laughs> like cause,
1: cause we, we you know we hit it off and, and we made it. But no, I mean if did, I I a wrist, go there, did you lead
0: the wrist stop you left, up? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I left it up. I let her know about it too i got you that was a bucket from deep <laughs>
0: that's what's up <laughs>
1: hey that that was brownie points though hopefully she hears that
0: so yeah. uh, so i mean give give us a little bit back yeah yeah
1: so my background smart. man no no how,
0: no no how you shot that how shot, I shot yeah. my shot? yeah oh, man like so you know man, you can't just you talk about what? the
1: highlight we want to you, you know, know? What? so so the game plan was simple man okay. i was i, <laughs> <laughs> I came up first day of class you know uh, at UNLV, we met at UNLV. so okay. uh first day of class i see her sitting there i'm like man bad instantly like she came to school dressed like that's like in college you know people don't dress that's a lot that's an indicator that was right right right. so i was intimidated off jump so i was like i'm gonna play it cool i'm not gonna put it all out there just yet i'm gonna see how things go Uh a couple people shot their shot some teammates (laughs) of mine shot their shot crashed and burned you know i'm I'm witnessing this so okay add to the intimidation so i I played my my silent role i just sat in the back you know did my thing mysterious she was curious about things. And then the way I started conversation, game plan. I'm telling you, this was my plan. I'm not even joking. Let's get it. I told him like, look, I'm a, I'm gonna talk to her, but through the discussion in class, right? So <laughs> okay. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna talk to the professor and say stuff that I know is gonna get under her skin or that we can argue about. It's an okay. open discussion class, so she starts talking. <laughs> okay. I start talking about point counterpoints in class, and we, I, you know, she turned back, look at me, we giggling, talking in class, though. but it's in the context of a classroom. Right? Absolutely. Hey, I I played that for like half the semester, man. <laughs> And she started itching. She was like, I need to know what he's about. Right. Hey, and I kid you not, this is a quote. This is what she said to me. She left the classroom. She stood outside the door and waited for me. And I walk out. She said, hey, let me pick your brain. <laughs> Rap. There it is. That's you, That's where you <laughs> lead the wrist up. And you walk over to the studio. You say, let's chop it up. Because yes. once, once we're there, we, we good. And there the rest is. is history. Two years there later, we married with a kid and, you know. So, yeah, hey, I, I like that game plan. Everybody that, can't be out there. Jr. Smith, right, man, 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 man set, it's up he set up the
2: offense. <laughs> set up the offense. Set up the offense, man. You set the offense Run the play. Up. Run the play. <laughs> Run the play. man. Run hey, the play. man. <laughs> Scotty, here, <laughs> <laughs> triangle. <laughs> so, uh, Kayla, where's what started your love for sports?
1: You, honestly, I didn't have a choice. I, I, I think honestly, I was born into it. Like mm. I, I, it's not, I know probably not genetics. It's not you can't trace no genetics or nothing like that. But I, my dad was all-athlete at Long Beach Poly, that's where we went to high school at, Long Beach Poly High School, which is, you that's, know, traditionally just yeah. big-time sports, yeah. You know, he's a starting quarterback there, starting point guard, and things like that. So sports was in my family. All my uncles played sports growing up. So um, when I was born, by the time I popped up, you know, the Rams and the Raiders was all we talked about in Southern mm-hmm. California. I, I was born into that. Um, so you know, it's, it's a funny joke now going back in my family. My, they, people used to call my family the starting five because my, my dad <laughs> it was a coach for all my life. Okay. So um, there's, five, five, uh, there's brothers five, five brothers and sisters. So they would call <laughs> us a starting five. All of us play sports, uh, track, basketball, football unit. Like we was all involved in sports. So mm-hmm. they would call us a starting five. And my dad was coach Herring. That was just what it was. So <laughs> um, I was, I was born into it, man, really. And the the itch started for me before I knew I could play. I yeah. mean, if, if I didn't, if the talent part didn't pan out, if I wasn't, you know, good at basketball or football, it would have been the same love and energy for me around sports. So right, um, it, it was something I was born with. And I think my dad is definitely, you could trace the source. That's where I got it from.
2: Mm-hmm. How how competitive was the household? Too competitive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, I, it's a wonder we survived. Like, it, it was crazy. And in a sense, we're, you know, it, we never played against each other, like oh, in okay. sports. Like we, It was never like, you know, your team versus my team. It was always, you know, those backyard games between right. the brothers and stuff like that. But when it came to, like, watching each other play, we would compete in stats. Like, mm-hmm. I, my brother, is, who's older than me, was starting varsity quarterback at his high school. I went to a different high school across the freeway. Okay. And so we would compare our stats because I, I started varsity as a freshman. I'll hold that over him to the day we die because he didn't start varsity <laughs> as a freshman. So, you know, I, I tell you, hey, look, my stats fr- – it was crazy. Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Football was like a thing, the big thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, so, H.S. Game Time in, in, in a press enterprise in Southern California was the the paper on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to check their stats. Mm-hmm. So, me and my brother would be literally sitting at the table with college game day coming on for mm-hmm. Saturday morning college football, and we'd be looking at our stats like, nah, I had this, you had that. <laughs> nah, I don't, don't want to hear nothing about that. I balled, you didn't. Y'all mm-hmm. lost. What, that kind of comment. We was competitive. Like, And yeah. that was like all our lives. So, of course, we have fights and you know stuff like that. But I think that competition at home made it easier for me, especially being the younger of my, my older brother. He, you know, I was three years behind him, so okay. um, that competition made me better because I would play That's with dope. all his friends. All so, right? So oh, when, yeah. I, when I got back to playing with my it peers, was, it, was it was like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, y'all do yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all <laughs> yeah, no, like that. No you know? chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the competition was was there. It was it was alive and well. Well, you used to, that?
2: Is it it was it I, obviously football. We going to get to football, but what was the other sports that you guys kind of dived in or that you dived into?
1: Basketball was my first love, actually. Okay. That yeah. was the, that was a sport that if if you could go back to middle school with me, like 6th, 7th grade, like people would have told you he's going to make it in basketball. That's his sport. Okay. I was a wiry kid. I, I sprouted up, I was 6'2" mm-hmm. and you know when I was uh when I was finishing up middle school, and the basketball powerhouse in the area is Rancho Verde High School. Not a, really a powerhouse, but that was predominantly a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Their coach had me sign sealed delivered to come there. Oh, I yeah. was getting ready to play basketball. Some things fell through the, the crowd. My dad didn't want me hanging out with So I ended up going <laughs> to a different school. And then that school's basketball program just wasn't up to par. So uh-huh. I, I, I kind of fell out of basketball wow, yep. and then fell right into some successful football. And that's kind of where that was my freshman in high school was my first time playing quarterback. And. I fell in love with that position specifically in football mm. and then from there it kind of branched out and, and, and things just, you know, the rest is history with that.
2: So Kobe was your guy?
1: Of course. Yeah. my like I, I Look, I, the, the first celebrity I ever cried that a celebrity passed away. You know, like sometimes they, they you know, when you get No, you ain't got to explain that, that. Everybody felt that man. And I was crying. Was so so, so, I, the I, thing I'm is like, all I knew growing up was Kobe Bryant. Okay. Like, I, like in, as far as sports and like what it takes to be great. Like I, you know, growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, that was like, the golden age for me, at mm-hmm. least with Laker basketball. Like, I mean, of yeah. course the eighties, if I wasn't there for that, I, right. I know magic, I respect that. But Kobe Bryant was the only, the most consistent thing in sports, not just basketball, but in sports in right. my life. Like, mm-hmm. so his greatness like superseded everything to me. And I didn't even realize the ways that he was an example to me as far as like how I carried myself when I did play basketball, you know, saying Kobe, when you shoot, it. I mean, it's, like, it's the, the little things. And then yeah. even after that, his, his after basketball career, him being a dad, like that, transition in his life i used him as a reference mm-hmm. to how i was going to translate translate as a father to my son to my daughter after you know after playing and playing a sport for so long and the transition of becoming a normal person i guess like to you know to live an everyday life outside of sports I looked at Kobe for of, and I didn't even realize it, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. not, and it, so when it hit me, like it was one of those things, that. Like, no way, it ain't, it ain't real, right? And I'm, 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 with, I'm with my wife at the time, and I'm, I'm, we're sitting there, and it's coming across TMZ. I'm like, TMZ, that's not, that's dude. TMZ. Like, what, are you kidding yeah. me? Hit him that's with just it, man. Gotta be fake, right? Yeah,
2: that's when I knew. It was- <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> so I was. I
2: saw some stuff, and I was like, dang, TMZ said this because they did They, they were the first one on Michael first, Jackson's thing, right. so exactly. I was like, hey, Ooh. It's,
1: it's some truth. And I'm, and I'm seeing pictures of the crash. I'm like, wait a minute, this didn't happen. No yeah. way. Then when it starts flooding all over ESPN, I said if it's on ESPN, it's got to be confirmed. That's when right. it's verified, but like and TMZ doesn't, doesn't man, they, they don't miss. They, they don't, don't, they don't, don't miss. miss. They
2: don't miss. Well, don't, they they on their they, roaches. They, right. they on everything.
1: Man, they got they got <laughs> birds somewhere. Hey, <and>, spies, <laughs> right. they know all they the details, everything. right? Yeah. So in every corner, boy. Man, it was so yeah, it, I drove home, you know, I I, I do a thing. I visit my wife at work every now and then, so I stopped by the job. And that's when we when I found out. Right on, like my alerts on the phone. So I get home and it's all over ESPN, mm. and, and people on ESPN already got the water in their eyes talking about it. Yeah, and that I'm sitting at the counter like, this is crazy. And I broke down and cried like real tears, tears. like Kobe boohoo, died. like yeah, I'm yeah. boohooing. Like <laughs> and then sure. add to add to it, his daughter as well. So I'm like, yeah. this, this that was, but yeah, Kobe was that dude. Regardless mm-hmm. of of whatever happens after Kobe, Kobe will forever be the legend for for me as far as Lakers and as far as basketball and and sports greats go. Wow.
0: So, um. Coming out, you know, playing high school ball. You know, I'm to jump. You can go back, but I want to jump into kind of like the recruiting process, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you were a top tier talent. Yeah. You know, you were rated and ranked. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Coming yeah. out like it wasn't like a myth or, or 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 social media. Like you were the truth. No. Yeah. 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 Coming so, out and you came out against some competition. So what was that recruiting process? And and I know you've shared that other places before, our listeners, why you and LV, especially with who you were coming out with, because. You came out with Derek DC. Carr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So
1: all all these guys that, that are now like perennial names and he, like Derek Carr, he was obviously turned out to be the biggest name of, but at the time it was Matt Barkley. He was Matt. like the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, um, he like, was. God, day. Like, so, I mean, USC was all over him, I think since the eighth grade and stuff like, you know, so things like that. Um, the, For me, the recruiting process was different because I went to a lesser known high school. So mm-hmm. my high school was brand new. I would, I was the first freshman class to finish four years there. Right. So, we're not on the map as far as a football powerhouse. Got you. And in California the the state championship the way it worked then, like you, you there's three different divisions and we were in the the, the bottom division and as mm-hmm. a newer school we didn't get the bid. Like they literally vote for I didn't lose in, in the time where we were officially a, in a league and var I didn't lose a varsity football game. Like two, we was twenty eight, no, my junior senior year, right? So back, like, to back. <laughs> right. So it was like we, we, we thought we were gonna get the state bid, things like that. My personal thing as we're getting recruited, these guys had the modern day backing. Like uh, Derek Carr had his brother, like, you know, David yeah. Carr. Like, it was like following his footsteps. He don't get, he's going to go where he wants to go, right? Um. So, me, my junior year, I, I'm seeing all these other guys committing, early commits. And as a quarterback, I'm like, the window is smaller for it's quarterbacks. There's only so many scholarships right? like, yes, out there. It's only so many out there. So, and I'm like, I don't want to get left, you know, sitting out in the cold. Right. So, I'm in a hurry. I'm like, whoever, you know, puts Comes that first full offer out there, I'm biting, right? UNLV was the first ones to come strong with me. Like, they they came to my house. It was the first official house visit I did. Um, they was at the house, like, telling me all I wanted to hear, right? Like, right. they're gonna do with everybody, right? They're telling me everything. So I'm like, okay, I fell in love with them. And mm-hmm. so I verbal commit. And at the time, I'm thinking verbal commit is mm-hmm. a good sign. That's a good sign to deliver. I turn off recruiting in my head. Like, that. at the end of my junior season, it's maybe like February, the before my senior year. I, I'm like, I'm done with recruiting. I'm good, yeah. I'm locked in, full scholarships, right down the way, UNLV. I'm gonna go in there and start. That's honestly what I'm thinking. I'm going there and start my freshman year. Reservancy program. I don't know who the, who the quarterback is? But he coming off that spot. That's what, <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, obviously got a rude awakening, but that's what I'm thinking. So I turn off recruiting. So that next year, I ball out again. My senior year, okay, and the stats is crazy. And I, like I said, that HS game time and press enterprise. I'm comparing my stats, and you can go all over the county. I'm I'm looking at Matt Barkley's stats, like. I beat him this week. Like Derek Carr, what? I beat him too. This like my stats is, is on par with these dudes. I'm, right. So I'm thinking like, I should be getting some looks. So at the time Chip Kelly was at Oregon, mm-hmm. he gave me a look, right? So mm-hmm. he he noticed my stats and, and how I was playing. And he came down and actually I did a workout for him. This so this is my, my senior year. It's it's toward the end of the season. He comes down, or maybe after the season, I think okay. it's in December. Uh, he comes down and he's like, I want to watch you work out. Like every other visit I did, every other coach that came in, we go in the classroom, we talk right. for like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And that's he it. A, he he was like, nah, I'm coming down here to see you work out me like Chip Kelly. I'm and at the time, Chip Kelly's like, that he's a god of, yeah. of college football, right? Yeah, Oregon, he, t- he comes down, I do a little workout on the field, whatever. He's like, yeah, man, you can play at Oregon for sure. Um, I, I think he can fit in there. But with the way we're doing things this year, I'm offering another guy full scholarship. We're really going after him hard. So we would bring you on as a partial coach. You have to walk on, earn your way that first semester, and you yeah. prefer walk on that way. That's tough. So in my in my head, I'm like, I can't afford nothing. Like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, like what, right. what are you talking about? A, a semester of paying for Oregon? Nah, <laughs> man, I can't afford that. So I'm like, oh, if it ain't a fool, I really can't do it. Plus, you are bringing me in to compete with some dude, and a dude happened to be Taj Boyd who backed out and went to Clemson. <laughs> but like, so that that whole fiasco and recruiting, I learned a lot about it. Number yeah. one. Your verbal commitment don't mean nothing. Doesn't like, mean it, nothing. I, I'm trying to stay loyal to my commitment with UNLV. All this, that, and the other, which you know worked out for me in the end. Right. But I'm not, I could have kept my field open, so I mm-hmm. you know know it could have happened. Never, you never know, right? So I lived a lot of my life with that what if scenario with that around the recruiting process and making that decision when I was 17 years old, not mm-hmm. really knowing much mm-hmm. and, and rushing because I felt pressure to. Man, if I could go back and do it over again, I would just enjoy the moment and soak yeah. it up and be like, who, and who take who hey, whatever suitors want to come? Bid. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I'm looking out for me when it comes to this. You right? Know? So, hey, it, it is what it is. It was a fun ride, but I ended up where I was. There it
2: is. Did you you participate in the Elite Eleven? I did. Yeah, man. Did. So describe that. I mean, the Elite Eleven is just that. The Elite 11. This is right. oh, the elites of the quarterbacks, man. And what is Kind of even morphed into since you've even played is is huge now. So describe that experience. Man, it's,
1: it definitely is huge now. I mean, they got their own TV show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. so it's, I mean, back back then it was it was kind of a word of mouth thing. It was I don't want to say in its infancy because it had been around for a couple of years before me, but it was pretty much you had to be referred to it by mm-hmm. by somebody else. That's, so the guys that referred me was Rob Johnson, Bob Johnson. He, he had a, a satellite camp, and I went and played quarter. You know, did the camp there in the summer, mm-hmm. and they referred me like, hey, come to this Elite Eleven camp. So I went. Um, I went to a couple of different locations. But the one in Cal was the one where everybody at Cal, Berkeley University. That's wow. the one where all the other quarterbacks the main one. Yeah. Know, That's where I met Derek Carr. We 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 chopped it up. He was actually my, my throwing partner. Okay. Uh, up at that camp. Matt Barkley was there. So all the top quarterbacks yeah. were there. And they just basically at that time put you through like some drills. It wasn't a lot of cameras like it is. It wasn't a production, but right. It was intimidating though. Wow. Because it's like the first time that I mean Looking back at my life, like, this is the first time I'm on the stage with the big dogs. Because gotcha. I went to a smaller high school. It, you know, competition wasn't – it wasn't all that great. So it's harder to get discovered or, or be around guys like that. But um, that that Elite 11 camp was something special, man. Like, the teachings that they were giving you, like, yeah. the, the tips and tricks and all this stuff. And just the, the intensity of quarterback-specific drills. That's crazy. Just something I never had before. Was George Fit, uh, Whitfield uh, coaching then at that time? Uh, Yeah, well, he, was, he, was, was he was. He was, but he was still – very much a consultant to consultant that, elite to that 11. Elite. he wasn't gotcha. like he wasn't like the, the figurehead over like the the guy he, i mean he did have a, a reputation but he wasn't
0: the quarterback whisper exactly he is. right right <laughs> and
1: he he now has his own camp now so right. it's, it's like a separate thing that he's doing with, mm-hmm. with quarterbacks but yeah he was i think he was there at a couple of them i i, I want to say but that was it was like an ongoing thing like that it was a traveling almost like a, a traveling circus kind of like with the elite 11 where they would be I think they even had some in Nevada or at uh, UNLV, where it was kind of a a, a satellite of it, not the main official camp, but but just a couple, right? Just a couple representations in, in right. this kind of area. That's right. Dope.
0: So, take us into you're at UNLV. Give us probably you know just a, a one big experience, man, because like you went through some adversity. Yeah. Coming yeah. through here, I mean, you know, you got recruited by one coach <laughs> after your first year, another coach comes in. I mean. Hell, you, you played quarterback. You took the job, then you played receiver. <laughs> so, man, it I mean, was
1: it's, that's a lot to it was, take in. It was up and down, man. It was so, like these things. Like as a kid, like look, like now that I look back, I'm like man, that was a lot to go through, right? right? But at the time, I'm like, okay, just roll with the punches. But like you said, my the coach that recruited me that told me all the lies that I want to hear to get me there. <laughs> right? So that he hit, he, he got, he got bounced. You know, the He's first out. year before I even. Get finished with my red shirt. He's right. out the door, right? So I'm like, okay, what's what's next? Like, what what what, what just happened? I never been around a coach getting fired. I, first of all, I don't know how to handle that. How do I talk how to this do, man? Like, right. they, they fired you publicly, and now I got to come. You calling a meeting for me to come talk to you? Right. What do you mean you're fired? Right. You, you don't have no power over me. Like that, that's a different <laughs> right. step to to go through. Like that, I'm not Big used time. to. Right? So. Um. Then, then you got to worry about what systems coming next, who the next head coach is, and that was that was a waiting game for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, in the locker room, we sitting there like, who's gonna be the next coach? We we kind of liked this last guy, right? But nobody else did, and we didn't win, so he's gone. And now the business of football started to kick in as far as it, that it wasn't that just a keyword. It's not business yeah. It's not a it. game no more. It's it's dollars behind these decisions, right? And that, right. the dollar talks louder than we do. So, um, that was new. That was a trip. Then you know, once I did start playing, um. I, I think first I want to say we that was the first time the first time I lost and had like a real losing oh, season. That's right, like, it was you... like so that that was different to me. Like in the locker room with you know all the 20, 22 year olds at the time. I'm eighteen, just turned eighteen, mm-hmm. and we got our that first loss of the year. We get waxed, and I'm like, and I'm in the locker room devastated. I didn't even play, but I'm in the locker room devastated by it. <laughs> oh, that's still a feeling, man. It, it hurt, and I'm like, I didn't even do this. This wasn't even my fault. And dudes, is you know that play coming the locker room is like, where's the party? And mm-hmm. like that, it's a whole like culture shock where it's like y'all are okay with losing. Like, yeah. like I'm supposed to, you are supposed to be pissed off. Like you supposed to be ready to fight somebody at the end. Yeah. Okay. So that was a whole transformation. That whole first year was like a lot of that, right? Uh, I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. And then I finally get to play. I'm thinking I'm, I'm coming lights out and, and ball, right? Right. And a couple of times, like in my my freshman year, my redshirt freshman year, I, I came in, I threw late touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I wasn't starting yet. So I would throw a touch and I'm like, yeah, man, I can do this. Like next year when it's my show, I it's got on. this it. back. It's right? on. Yeah. So that that first start against Wisconsin, Light like, like I'm talking about, boy, <laughs> hey, sit down. Like you, you are not ready because this is Russell Wilson. Like he just came yeah. to Wisconsin. It's top five in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, and we go to Camp Randall. We up there. It's jumping. I'm like, this is what I live for. This is a, these are those moments, right, that you see on TV that you want to be a part of. Humble pie two slices like there was like nah you like (laughs) you're not ready yet like like chill so i you know i went through those learning curves had a a rough season had probably the worst game in my career against reno that year which which hurts more coming from unlv Mm -hmm. um and that got me balanced i lost my job right like you was a starter and not no more and again the business of it the new coach was like nah i didn't recruit you i got no patience for that right i'm bringing this freshman he gonna take your spot you are gonna have to play receiver. His to guy, field, too, right? His guy, and that, like you said earlier, the business that—that's a word that I really took to heart during this stretch. It was like, it's a business out here, production-oriented business. At that, like, if you're not producing for me, you can kick rocks. I got no loyalty to you, and I felt that real tough in that yeah. th- my sophomore junior year when I had to go play receiver. So, um, and then bounced back. Fortunately, that senior year I stuck it out, bounced back, and and lived the college dream that I wanted to at least for a season. So there you go. It, it was good.
0: Only QB. Since 2000 <laughs> to take UNLV to a bowl game. Bowl game since since, <laughs> since, since, <laughs> since since Randy Black was wearing the neck
2: rolls.
1: Yeah, shout out to Randy. Out Randy. <laughs> since he was R- DB wearing the neck oh, What? Hey, we going at him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's the hey, DB with a neck roll. We going roll. at him. High hey, top cleats. Call, yeah, I'm come here. Up.
2: Yeah, we checking this. Oh,
1: oh, give man. me that. What's the call? No. No. Damn. This is what we doing. That's my guy. Like I'm about to run it up on him. <laughs> Period
0: <laughs> with a necro. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Shout oh, my man. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, man. So we're gonna jump into the career, but we may bounce back because there's some things that we didn't touch. You know, as far as the UNLV days, but that's kind of in a little bit a co signing of um with your career. So let's start out with most people may not know. Um, you're you're a part of the LVMPD
1: here. Mm. So,
0: what got you into law enforcement?
1: Man, honestly, necessity. At you know, at first, so okay. like it it was about I need a job. <laughs> like I got my son was my wife was pregnant with my son. Um, this is fresh out of like this is fresh after NFL. Like I tried it and didn't make the team. My wife's pregnant while I'm out mm. doing that, so I'm I get home, she's ready to pop any minute. So I'm like, so like you were out, you know, trying out. Played yeah, at the yeah.
0: NFLPA collegiate right, game. Right, I We did went to that, that this past year. Yeah, I did well,
1: that game. I went. out I, I was in Indianapolis for a, a week or two trying out for that team mm. and trying to make the roster. I got cut before preseason camp even opened up. Like they said, yeah, we we going with two quarterbacks, and you got to go home. So I'm I'm on a flight home. My wife's at that time eight months pregnant. So mm. my oh, my son's doing two weeks. I'm I got no job. I got a little bit of money left over from you know what I had from school and and saving my pennies on scholarship, but. I'm like, I'm about to have a whole baby right now. Like I can't, I, I got to get a job. So one of my boys <laughs> actually worked for the city and he, he does, he does a really cool thing. He sends that Chris Burns. Actually, I'm going to shout him out right now. I don't, hope y'all don't mind if I do that. Serial Killers, the Serial Killers Kitchen, which is a local black owned business out here. So got to plug him on that. They were on uh, Shark Tank. Yeah, that was on Shark Tank recently. So, I mean, you know, he's still, they're still doing that thing growing, but he at the time was working for the city um, in parking enforcement and uh he was black he would blast out job opportunities oh, dope. like anytime the the city was hiring he would blast it Put out, out there. so i saw one of them i was like that job looks like it pays good enough to get what i need so um that's how i started and obviously um the at that time the the you know we had stuff like Trayvon Martin going on and mm-hmm. things like that where it's like not not cool to be involved in law enforcement, right? Like to say the least, like that was not the business. Still, currently, currently, right, <laughs> Curly, right? right? Like, like present day, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So it was, it was, it was hard for me, you know, Shit. trying to be, trying to be, Silly's kind thing. of woke to the truth of the matter, and then, yeah. but then I need to feed, you know, I need to feed my family. So no, I understood. I, that's how, that's how I got in the door. Then, you know, I got in there, I met some people, I learned some things, and I started to see things through a new lens. And um, one of my buddies that I met in academy and uh charles jackson he actually was a co-worker of mine he transferred to henderson Mm. Uh, but he uh me and him got a connection in academy he's from vegas okay and he kind of broke it down to me that he saw so much in the community that he wanted to change and it changed the way my lens looked at law enforcement to you know some of the complaints i had about law enforcement in my life and even like that other people have about law enforcement was all, could all be fixed if you just saw law enforcement as yourself. Right. Like, and I remember the first time, this is like fast forward in my life, the first time I went to the Bahamas and everybody's black there, like like police yeah. and everything. And I just felt real comfortable, like, at the, around police. And I, I never felt that in my life, like in my non-uniform life, where I was comfortable around police. Even now, to this day, like, mm-hmm. there's kind of like a, when I'm not in uniform and they don't recognize that I'm a police officer, like, I hope he doesn't trip on me. Gotcha. kind of feeling. Yeah. But when, once I started looking at it through that, as far as law enforcement, like, what I could do and the platform that that would give me and my, how it would add to my story even, then that's when I started to have a different appreciation where, okay, this job is not just to pay my bills. This can really make a difference. And, and that's kind of what my, my mindset shifted to during the academy and as I'm learning kind of the way things go and the law enforcement perspective of things. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of started to say, okay, I can use this platform, this platform in here to make a difference for everybody in the community. That's big, man.
2: You, you, you,
1: just, you touched on a question I
2: wanted to ask. Is How, 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 how has this extended your story how does this add to your story in law enforcement?
1: Man, you know, so the adversity piece. I think I've went, I've gone through a, a a tough adversity road as far as sports go. Facts. Um, and then as a black man in sports, there's another hurdle as a black quarterback. quarterback. in sports, There's yes. another hurdle. Yes. Then, yes. you know, so so like there's. there's you were stacking these, hurdles, man. You? I was I was and I was tripping over all of them. Like I I hit every hurdle. Like at yeah. some 200 hurdles. Right. Yeah. 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 So every I did, and everyone I had to get back up. So one of the one of the things in my life for that I like i said i, I kind of touched on it. i wanted to be woke i wanted to like wake up to the reality of what it is to be black mm-hmm. and the struggles of that i go through and not only that but reach back and teach people what i learned mm-hmm. um, and this to me is it it changed law enforcement it changed me to where i can reach people when they need to be reached the most like there's a lot of people that I come across that are at their worst, like white, black, or whatever. It's like when you're dealing with law enforcement, that you having a bad day that day. It mm-hmm. could be just a speeding ticket. A yeah. speeding ticket will ruin your day, off, right? Like, but <laughs> <and> <laughs> off that top. like and then imagine that going to jail. You in a drunk tank, right? You sitting there at your worst. You don't know how you're yeah. going, you gonna. You about to get fired from your job if you don't get out of here in time, right. like that. So you at your lowest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get people get institutionalized where they're in and out of jail all the time. And I, I've seen, it. I've seen it take people that were good people and years go by of just being in and out of jail and you see their life deteriorate. And too often it happens to black people. Mm -hmm. And I see it enough in my professional life where I'm like, okay, okay, we gotta do something about this. Mm -hmm. So that's where I wanted to change my gear work. My next step in life is to influence people to be better and do better. And especially for my people, like black people that I come across who have unfairly been victims of that system. Right. Then I, as many people as I can touch that come across my desk in the position I'm in, I want them to know that, hey, you can get through this. I'm gonna give you the steps that you can you can make it on the other side. That's big time. That's t-
0: really big, man.
2: T- tell me about man. The I guess callous is a bad word to say it, but obviously football and you've had your trials with football. But the transition from when I'm done playing football to the real world in life is always different for every athlete, right? Yeah. So I guess talk about I guess the adversity that you touched in your football career. How's that? You know, helped you in your present day career and, and moving forward in life?
1: So it was a trauma of mine. I, I choose that word carefully because it there's transitions in life and, and some it's studying and research that transition in life is a stressful event. Like whether it's moving a new house, relationships, yep. whatever, that's a stressor, right? For me, football was my life. And mm-hmm. it, it got to a point where football and sports really was my life. And being an athlete was always like a, the student athlete title. It's not just like something that they say. That's really that's a real. descriptor of what you are, right? Yep. 1, so <laughs> I graduate college, right? I'm not a student no more. I get cut from the Colts. I'm not an athlete no more. And I remember sitting in the airport, thinking, like, what am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's it was like a, an existential crisis for me. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know what I do. Like, and you're getting another layer, right? Right. You're a I'm, father now. I'm a father. Like I got. I, <laughs> like, I don't have shit, no idea what that's. That's look right. Like, right. So it's. <laughs> so I went through. I went through probably about five months of a depression. And I didn't know it at the time. Right. Like I'm, I'm just, I couldn't, I have no energy. I don't want to eat nothing. I'm like, whatever. And my wife will tell you, I was miserable. I was the worst, mm-hmm. right? And like looking back on I was terrible. So, you know, I personally went through that adversity alone at the time, but got in my maturity, realized I need to revisit this, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I went therapeutic routes, whatever you got, journaling, writing about it, all that kind of stuff where I need to get this off my chest and bounce right. back so I can figure out how to do it. So. That adversity gave me a new outlook on what life is about. That's dope. Like the the necessities and the things that I think are so permanent mm-hmm. are very impermanent, mm-hmm. and like the the constant change, That's the dope. constant evolution of life. I had to accept that for myself, so I can deal with life better, Man. and I can live every moment better because I this to, this is the only moment we got, right? Like we live it right now. I don't know tomorrow if I'm gonna be this. I don't know tomorrow. If, I didn't know if I was gonna be a football player forever. Right? But, you mm-hmm. know, you can't. I, nobody can be. But we. Right. We think we can, and you know we we try to hold I on to it, right? Still think I can, <laughs> right? I, I look at I'm looking at I'm looking at, of the day. I'm looking at just... quarterbacks in the league every year, like I can still do that. On. <laughs> like, are you serious, right? But like that's it was part of the growing up and like the adversity. Shape that in, me. You know, like especially after watching the Denver life. game this past day. That game Denver game, I was, I was waiting for the phone to ring. I was <laughs> yeah. looking like, I can't check it. like Did they call, like, me? Did they call me? Like,
0: uh, I mean, I'm here. like
1: <laughs> i put ready. this on the charger. It ain't frozen. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Let me make sure I got my ringer on. I don't want to miss that call. Hold on, you know? Uh-huh.
0: So, now, um thanks for sharing a little bit of light of that, man. I want to touch up on um the broadcasting you're doing, man. Yeah. uh That's amazing. So, how is it that you one got into broadcasting? um and then what do you enjoy about it because you're coming back and you're broadcasting on a university that you gave a considerable part of your life to
1: man that's that's the coolest part right there because I'm, I'm looking at people that are going through literally the same hallways the same process that i went through that's a awesome. different time with right. a lot better stuff around them with the, with the stuff they got now but,
0: but the facilities, man ridiculous <laughs>
1: it's spoiled, it's what the <laughs> <problem>. it's spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah know how I good mean, you got it it's a it's a it's it's really dope to me i think if when I look back at my life and and when I was a kid, the game plan would have been, you know, should have been play college football, go to the NFL, win mm-hmm. a Super Bowl, get in the Hall of Fame, start a broadcasting career, right? That's like the blueprint. Mm-hmm. And you know, at at some point, I turned around, and looked like, man, I'm broadcasting now. Like this is this was this is on my list. Like this was a part mm-hmm. of what I wanted to do, right? Just so a I'm different I'm here. way to navigate, to right, it, right? Right. So and I that's got dope. there. So that's that's, so that's one thing. But in reality, how it happened, <laughs> 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 how I got here. It's a little different than that dream, oh, but um. So how it all started, I I had a really good relationship with our media director and our, our SID over at UNLV who's still there. Okay. Um. So I would always be willing to do interviews with press. I was good at it. I you know I didn't make the team look bad whenever I was taught. So they would always ask me to do press stuff. Um. And that relationship kind of carried on after I stopped playing. Good stuff. So, uh, Mike Pritchard, who does who who was the UNLV radio guy, he. Bitch. He did that for, for the longest. I don't know how long he was there, but he took a job in Colorado. Yeah, back so, to his uh, that's room. His right, his back roots. to his room. Yeah. So he, he bounced out for a year, and it was kind of kind of late notice for the university as far as hiring somebody to do it. Oh, right? okay. So Mark Wallington, the guy, the SID for UNOV, he threw my name out there. Like, hey, think about him. He's a former player. Like, what what do you think? Um, so the the people at Learfield IMG, they gave me a call, I went to the interview for it the story that a lot of people don't know, and I'm gonna give y'all this one. Okay, um, exclusive. Okay. <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. You, you heard it yeah. first, right? We, we always catch this exclusive, <laughs> hit, them, hit so, them with it. Man, so uh, the night before, my boy's birthday, right? My interview, that the Learfield called me said, hey, come in, we're gonna do an interview, sit down talk to you, see if we're gonna get you this job or mm-hmm. not, right? So um the night before, my boy's birthday, I'm not gonna miss his birthday, it's his 30th birthday, I'm not gonna miss it, I wanna go out. He's doing something small at Blue Martini first, and there was gonna do something after, I was not gonna do that. <laughs> Um, I, I, I wasn't going to myself, right? So, <laughs> so, I, so I go out and I'm saying, I'm going to just have a drink, you know, shot for the birthday, whatever. And I'm a chill, I'm a uh-huh. chill tonight. I chill. I was real proud of myself. Okay. I, said, I, I, I took the shot. I had a couple sips extra, mm-hmm. but uh, not to the point where it was like no extracurricular, you know, activities going on. I'm good. I'm getting home at a decent hour. It's one in the morning. I'm thinking that's decent. Like I'm, I did. All right. I'm feel I can feel that's good. It's not bad. I said, but I'm hungry, right? I'm, I'm hungry. So I stopped at Jack in the Box. Okay. I get a spicy chicken sandwich.
0: Ooh, you went wrong as soon as you said that. Man, my so stomach
1: started hurting just now.
2: Man, the, right. one so in the morning, Jack in the Box, I'm, spicy chicken I'm sandwich. And you, I drinking. We've been drinking I too. Ain't had
1: one since because of this <laughs> night. But I, 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 I promise you, I I got that spicy chicken sandwich. I'm not drunk at all. I got a spicy i I got home mm-hmm. one in the morning. I uh-huh. said my interviews at three. I'll be good. I'll sleep. Whatever. Take a couple bites. Yeah. Ami- right. ami- immediately. Immediately, <laughs> immediately right? <laughs> So I'm tossing and turning, like this is about to, this is about to be bad. This, right. is, this is the first time I've ever had this. I felt like food poison. From I'm telling you, from like maybe two in the morning till twelve the next afternoon, I'm projectile vomiting. Like, I don't know how I'm about to keep it together. Right. My wife's like panicking like you, but you were so close to getting there. I'm like, I know I, I messed up what I, I'm, I'm, I'm a wreck. Like it's I'm like, noise. so I'm drinking water, like just trying to get it out. Like I need to get this out of me, whatever it is. Right. So the interview comes up and I, I literally, before I go to get in the car to drive to the interview, I let another one go. Oh. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. So I drive, I drive over there. I'm like, hold it together. Get it, whatever this is, whatever hold it, together. it is. So I go in there, I, <laughs> take my last little swig of water and I'm on an, I'm on E. Like there's nothing in my stomach right now, right? I'm in there. I'm sitting in there for maybe 30 minutes, like mm-hmm. getting through these questions, answering about, you know, what I'm going to do and how I want to produce or proceed with, you know, being an analyst or whatever and my right. role. And I'm just holding it together, hoping that nothing goes wrong, right? I'll come out. <laughs> Man, I'm like, please, don't come out. Like, stay. Like, give me a minute, right? I'll let you have whatever you want to do the rest of the day. But just let me just get through me this interview, right? Jesus, and then, and please. And I'm telling you, this, like, to this day, I, I don't know how I held it together. But for for a 30 to 45 wow. minutes, I held it together. That's I hilarious. got to the house right back at it for that whole day. I'm, so, thankfully, things went good for the interview. I landed the gig and I haven't looked back since.
2: That's awesome. Well, I mean, EJ, sorry, there goes the Jack and Box uh, sponsors. (laughs)
1: That's That's out. That's out. We we lost them. Sorry. Just change the recipe back, man. They had made it too spicy
2: for a minute. It was different. It was was, was really Arby's. That's what it really was. It it was the roast beef salad. It was Arby's. It was Arby's. It was Arby's. Arby's. So... I guess watching the game from that perspective, from a broadcast perspective, how is it different for you? Are are you you doing the Romo stuff, predicting the plays? How how are you going about it?
1: Uh, it's different for me because it's radio, so I would like to do the Romo stuff, yeah, when you're predicting it, you know kind of going on tangents. Were a little you seeing
0: bit. it and kind yeah, of saying yeah, yeah?
1: Because I, there's things that even watching you know NFL games, I just watch football differently than a lot of people. Just I watch football like a film session, right? It's just like I have a different <laughs> appreciation for the game than. Than the average eye, which is I think part of what I try to bring to to the broadcast booth, um but it's different on radio because I don't have, uh, I don't have time to like you. The there, there's no visual is, aid yeah. for what, i so that's the play-by-play guy got to jump back in and get what he does and describe mm-hmm. the action before I can go on. So there's there's very few times because
0: you're doing color or yeah, you, I'm okay. doing so
1: I'm doing the color. I'm analyzing what I see and and this that and other. I'm the play-by-play is you know handoff on the left side down the left side on 40 50 like yeah. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like i i so i can't let him not do that on the radio because you can't see it like our right. so he can't has see to it. right so, yeah. he, right so to i got left. a real quick get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah get on got it. It. right yeah. so i don't know i mean, kudos to him because my, my partner russ langer does a great job mm-hmm. he's been doing it for 13 years now too so he, i mean he's real good at it so um but yeah i don't have the time to i would i love tony Roman's one of the influences for how i approach broadcast because mm-hmm. i I never want to lose that connection as an athlete, like as a Mm -hmm. former athlete, because it gives you so much default credibility in the media world in general, but especially in the broadcast booth, because what you're saying has validity. You lived, it, you did it. You know what you're talking about, especially quarterbacks. It, it just works a lot. So Tony Romo is, is one of the guys. I just can't do it as much right now mm-hmm. as a broadcaster because I'm on radio. Right. Mm-hmm. When I bust through and get on the TV, when y'all see me, yeah. it's going to be different. You're going to take over the tail proper. I'm over that thing. Man. I'm, I'm putting my signature <laughs> <Madden> on, <laughs> on. Ah, That was by me. I, I told you this play was going to happen. Right. Oh. So, but, yeah, it's, it's a different ballgame on the radio right now. How, how
2: often do you, I guess, study the game now? I guess how is studying the game different now that you're on the broadcast part of it?
1: It's different because, like, now I'm not so much X's and O's as far as um, studying tendencies. I, I I do when I can, when I get a chance. But now the broadcast angle, you have to study personnel. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, that brings okay. a different element because when you're Your, your broc- personnel and the uh, yeah, and a team, opponent, totally team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personnel? So the team personnel, like, who, who does what? Because a lot of the, the fluff, I'll call it, is is background stuff on the yeah. play. Like, so mm-hmm. if this dude makes a play, it helps the broadcast if I can. Then say, oh, he's out Fine. of Canada. He's this guy, he, you know, he majored in psychology, whatever his family does. this. He's been doing this since he was knee high to a grass. That, that right. kind of stuff adds to yep. the broadcast where it's right. like, OK, he's not just talking about football because a lot of people can talk about football. Right. But that's the research that I have to do. Like where adding it. that personal touch to things and, and trying to find, especially with UNLV right now, because they're going through some tough times. A lot of the broadcast turns into finding other things to talk mm-hmm. about. I, you know, <laughs> outside you of You said just, that real delicately. Like, you you all know, nice I'm, with I'm it. trying. Like outside, <laughs> of, outside of focusing on you, you know, went broadcaster mode on us right, right there. <laughs> right, You, you yeah. got to be able to flip as a black dude in media. You got you got to flip the switch every now and then. Yes. but but that's <laughs> yes. that's how it is. Like you you have to find. My aunt used to say, "Find a good and praise it," and that's like what I really have to do. Sometimes when they get blown out, you gotta as a broadcaster. I technically work for UNLV like that UNLV sports properties is is who does the broadcast so I'm the home radio team I'm not gonna sit up I can't I can't not have a positive outlook on what's going on right right? while I'm telling the truth (laughs) I I still have to bring it back and have to keep the broadcast fun and watchable or listening um to by the radio but so so people can stay tuned but yeah, it's a, it's a balance, and I think you got to add some fluff on the radio more than you do on, on TV.
2: Because, I, as, oh. a, as a former college football player on a bad team, I thank you because <laughs> – cuz boy i i know our our radio guy used to be, hey this dude from he play, he's Japan this man shoots with his right hand like all kinds of stuff so, so i appreciate you man hey man thank you i appreciate
0: yeah, that appreciate you man this oh i want to we got to move on man so uh <laughs> cuz uh, maybe we'll get to it all right so uh we want to jump into quick hits quick hits is uh sponsored by thick fit uh, when it comes to your health it starts in the kitchen Thick Fit Meal Prep is here to help you with your journey. Uh, delicious meals are easy on the go, fitting anyone's schedule and lifestyle. Call 702-850-3388 or follow them on Instagram at Thick Fit Meal Prep. Use the code hashtag Black and get a free additional meal. Uh, that stuff salmon is still popping. All right, Miles, what you got for him?
2: Yeah, first time you were starstruck, if ever.
1: Uh, Meeting Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I was starstruck. Okay, like he's he's bigger and he's he obviously making millions of dollars and I know it, so it was <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Andrew. Like I didn't I Mr. Luck. I didn't right. know what to say. Mr. Mr. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was a little bit starstruck with him. Him with the Uh, it's it's the holiday season.
2: So favorite holiday movie? Home Alone two. Home Alone
1: 2. Better than the original? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's because I love New Hold York. Hold on, man. It's better
2: than the original.
1: Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, there's, Man there's no there's the 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 second one has some iconic, be, just because it's New York. Trump's in there. Stuff. There you go. Trump, 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 Trump did make it in the cut. He made the cut. Trump but I, is I, in there. there's there's <laughs> a there's a, a whole. I mean, there's a nostalgia thing for me. I I don't know. He what was it, Chicago? That's where he's from. In yeah. First yeah. Getting, that's Yeah. Where where he got dropped off in the ground. Right. So, but New York and the whole feel of that second movie really felt like Christmas. Me, well, hold man, on. Man, and but up.
0: she did it twice though. Like that was like somebody got a call. Somebody fucked up twice. And the
1: man he hit them
2: dudes with bricks. He's dead. Come on. He's, He's a goner, right? Like, we, we ain't to no it's,
1: <laughs> it's funny because I watch it like now. Uh, it's like one. It's one of those recurring holiday where you watch it every year. Right. You know right. what's gonna happen. But now I start. I'm, I'm looking at There's it. So many plot holes. Yeah. Like like CPS is called on this woman for sure after the first year. Like <laughs> The hotel is shut down. Nah. How do yeah, have what some are you kid talking about? In. Yeah. Yeah. The hotel. All of y'all are fired. Everybody go. Right. <laughs> y'all. Y'all are all over the news. Like oh, dirty dining. Like nah. Dirty y'all. Y'all got. Y'all got irresponsible dining. Like whatever y'all are on is wrong. Like y'all business model needs fixing. Oh, shit. Right? Like it's it's crazy. Like the, oh, the scene the scene where he's outside the toy store looking at the map and the and the bad dudes, Harry and Mars, see him yeah. for and he yells like mm-hmm. blood curdling scream and like yell and, and nobody, nobody react. in New York yeah. Nobody, nobody reacted. man. Like, but then
0: again, it is New York, though. That may be that I may was like, dang, hey, is New York though? that bad? Whose kid is this? Right. I got a bad kid. kid. I'm to get to work, right. nigga. Why, why, <laughs> right.
1: He need a whooping. That's that's probably what they bad said. Badass kid. That, yeah, that's probably what somebody said. Well, he need a whooping. You need to whoop his butt. We just went totally off track. That's crazy, quick. right? Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. What about this quick? Go ahead. My bad. My bad.
0: Uh, no, Home Alone is a because is a, they're on like Home Alone four. By the way, nah, I just saw that. Well, hey,
1: once mccullough and Coke stopped, I stopped watching them. Honestly, as but you Home should. Home Alone two was it was my that's my that's my steve right there. That's
2: what's up. <laughs> so you got a social story, but craziest thing or uh, interesting thing that maybe you've done on social or somebody did towards you on social, Twitter, if, IG. If, if you ain't
1: got one, I got one. <laughs> for for me. Yeah, you reset. Okay, I I, I I can't think of one that I, that I've personally done. Right, or maybe
2: know. maybe it was just on your tweet. Somebody tweeted you tweeted or something. You. Yeah, yeah, something that was just interesting. Oh,
1: man, I can't. I don't got nothing really. I can't think of better than the he,
0: old coaches was a hell of a tweet. Ooh, <laughs> that that wasn't.
2: <laughs> I, got, was, I, I mean, got a story about Coach Hawk too, man. That, <laughs> that, that <laughs> dude, man.
1: Hey, Montana that guy, man. I mean, that wasn't. Yeah, that was bad. Like, on, so I I was, I was a part of that. Right, I was, but I mean. I, but I, nothing I, luckily like I was directly. distanced from it. I was right. distant, you know. It wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but so, you uh, were kind of like. So, you know what, I, I'll say that it wasn't my social media, mm-hmm. and it was some a social media that nobody really, it was the message boards for UNLV. Mm-hmm. So, it, that was at the time, like, social media when I was playing. Mm-hmm. But somebody went on there and, like, protested on my behalf, like, the reason he's not starting is because he's black, and you Ooh. wanted to start because you're racist blah, blah, blah. Right. went on a rant like oh boy and so I, it was so bad that i got pulled into the office about it like the coaches, you, like do you know who this is like, no. like, i don't even this, know what, this this. what cousin's message- <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like what this message <laughs> exactly so i'm like what message board is this right, right. do you know I ip know number six dash <laughs> five four three two and eight like, zero, zero. like i didn't do nothing but <laughs> I, I was involved I, I mean so it was about Dang. me in a way but that was yes i have i haven't really had fortunately not going wood, i haven't had nothing bad on social like i mean I really gotta think, cause me and my family got like some direct messages we didn't share. <laughs> that's just like inappropriate, right, right? But that, I mean, it's nothing that's ever made it public though.
2: Last one. Give me your top five quarterbacks. I want to hear hear this. Ooh, all,
1: I mean all time, all time. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is number one all time. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers. Okay, continue. But Aaron Rodgers is number one. That threw me. Yeah, yeah you I, said he was number one. Number I, one. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. Off man. the off the rip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm one of my favorite quarterbacks. I wasn't a lot. Dan Marino was one of my favorite quarterbacks.
0: I
2: could dig
1: it. Um, off of off of respect for the fact that I watched this franchise the most and watched the greatest show on turf the most. Kurt Warner is in my top five. Mm. Wow. And this this is not. I, I, let me preface. I should go back and say this is not my the best of all. This time. is your top five. This is your, your top, this top, is top five. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like my that's my favorite. Right. So, not, a, yeah. what was that? Kurt Warner. That's three. Three, yeah, um, three. Michael Vick for what he did for me and what he did for the culture. Yeah. I think nice. Michael Vick was and uh, you know the dogs aside, like what Michael Vick did for black quarterbacks was was phenomenal, right? And and that's and then on that note, Randall Cunningham, who I draw a lot of comparisons to because yeah. of my path and my journey Randall coming Cunningham here is, and right, all that stuff. Right, he's one of my top five favorite quarterbacks. Oh. now that's favorite. Like you talk about talent wise, skill wise, it's, it's a different it's list. Different. Aaron Rodgers is still number one on that list. Ooh, like his wow. talent is. By far, like to me, like if I could have anybody's skill set as a quarterback, it would be Aaron Rodgers. That's what's so, up. But that's that's my five as far as my favorite. Well, there is. There, there's
2: a guy in Kansas City that might be trying to he's, come for that Intercontinental. He's
1: coming he's come, I, for he, that that title mm, belt. There. He is coming for it. And you letting Russ
0: cook it all, huh?
1: I'm sorry, Russ. I, I, <laughs> I even, I, even <laughs> though he co- even though he cooked you when y'all... <laughs> you cooked me live, <laughs> he cooked me. <laughs> that's you, probably you, what it is. Hey,
0: you was prepared for. You were there at that. <laughs> yeah. thing, huh? yes. I, was, I watched. <laughs>
1: I watched him cook. I watched him cook, and I I was. I was upset about it. Like so you, you still so, like so you that, still right? hold
0: on to that. That's cool. Yeah, it's not a good. I'm not letting go. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> See, this is what's crap. We got to jump into this. All right, cause time is flying. All right, so the winner circle, man. So the winner circle is powered by Nevada Grow. It's just a platform where you talk about, you know, what's next, what you're working on, just, just, just really good stuff. at your your platform. So uh, the winner circle is powered by Nevada Grow, providing the right data, the right decisions, and facilitating the right connections. Nevada Grow is here to help your business grow here in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, so um, you you did a wonderful job of kind of alluding to this. But take us into your personal blog that you started. Mm. Um, It's called The Life I Learned. Right. And, and, and you touched on that. So I'll just let you go, man. Where did the title come from? And then you just rock from there.
1: Yeah. So the title came from, like, me racking my brain about what I really could write about and what I – I should go back and start where the idea to to blog and, and write came from because I, I did tell you – I mentioned that I went – I did therapy and therapeutic sessions trying to – discover myself and get over depression things like that which right. which is a very real thing that i think a lot of black folks need to really look in the mirror and deal with
0: well that's the um, other thing that i think that you did responsibly because i i believe i t- I felt this and i mean a lot of athletes that made that transition mm. as you called it trauma yeah and i think that's very yeah. respectful because depressions on one end but we all face trauma, yeah. and you—you you did a great job outlining that. You Absolutely.
1: Know I mean? So that's and that's that. This was my way of handling my trauma. So that, that it started off as a private, intimate thing where I had my own journal, and this was recommended by a therapist that I went to. Just had conversations with, and you know, never no clinically. I was never you know whatever the, the stereotypes about it. But therapy is just a, a really cool way to find yourself, and Prax. that's it's to bounce ideas about yourself off of somebody and hold a mirror up. Really is what it does. So mm. through that, I found out that I like to write and that's a way that I dealt with things so it was a private journal probably like maybe this thick that I filled it up and I'm just this is in you know over a couple years that I'm just writing in journal entries right okay and I ended up reflecting a lot more in those journal entries so I said you know what I want to turn this into something that um, in this day and age where this can help somebody else and that's Mm -hmm. how it started where I said I can tell my story on a platform and people can look at it read it however they please it wasn't necessarily a popularity contest or anything. I didn't I wasn't looking for any sponsorships with it. I just wanted it to be something I could share that's in a safe weird. space in my own terms and my own, you know, my own way this story and it can help people. Um and so that's what I started doing and that's where the title came from because a lot of the stuff that I write about is discussing the life that I learned in the process of the things that I went through that helped me learn it. So a lot of it is obviously centered around football because that's where that's big you know, the biggest part of my trauma came from. So there's a a phase of the blog that's about that journey and and literally the lessons i learned as i went through my playing career then there's other sides of that the life that i learned that i learned to be okay with Mm. um it was such a stigma to me i didn't want to be a dad like i didn't i didn't want that that was not my plan i didn't want to be a husband i didn't want these things like that happened to me that my life just was unfolding in front of me and i resisted them then i learned that it's okay to be to be that person to be a dad Mm -hmm. and how to be a dad even at, at that so Um, that's where the title came from the life I learned.com. And it's just the way that I learned life, the things that have helped me, have hurt me and and how I grew from them. And then hopefully my story inspires some other people because it's a real thing, especially like you said, in the black community, we, we shy away from the reality of life happening to us and affecting us and the way it affects us and how we can learn from it and be better from it. But, um, too often we hide it and I just wanted to take the step and be brave enough to share some of it. it it took a pause it's been it's, it's been a while because 2020 has been crazy right crazy. a lot on everybody's <laughs> plate but right. um it's it's starting back up it's growing back and the, the life the journey is, is still continuing if you're following it along it's, it's the stuff. journey gets good so
0: good good
2: just the writing part of it how do you i guess maybe i'm just asking for my personal stuff on this but just quieting yourself and we're in a day and age where social there's jobs you talked about being a husband being a dad it's not a lot of time in the day to just quiet yourself to to write right, right. so how what's kind of your strategies for just quieting yourself and having your time so to do that
1: that's that's a part of the process too and that's something that i want to talk about in the in the blog is is that process of finding the time because um too often we don't have time and yeah. because in the time that we don't have we can adjust our schedules and make it happen So the The way that I fit it in, the way that I quiet myself now is, I actually have an app for this, and I, we don't. I, I, it's not a sponsorship or nothing like that. I'm a, but not I'm, a, yet. I'm just gonna say, it, not <laughs> okay. yet. But hey, we so lost Jack in the box. We <laughs> got, we
0: got recoup. <laughs> hey,
1: we <gotta laughs> recruit, man. Hey, if y'all want to pursue it, go ahead. and hey, get at them. But hey, so it's, I, so I, I, again with my with my therapy. That one of the things that I stumbled into, and this is this is going down the whole religious journey thing. But um, just looking into all the religions in the world, Buddhism kind of stuck out, and one of the things that they talk about is mindful meditation. So there's an app that I used when I first started. It was called Headspace, and it literally is like a guided meditation app where you, it, it, you sit down and you take five, ten minutes. You can set it at however long you want to, um, and there's you a know, voice that just kind of instructs you on what to do, where you know, it's taking your time, breathing, how to focus, how to not try to block out thoughts, but instead try to accept the thoughts that come, don't judge them, and let them go. Like that kind of thing, Like where I just literally was guided through taking five, 10 minutes a day to just clear my, just do nothing, but do this and focus on that. And from that, that developed this kind of, I I started a morning routine off of that, like to fit that in my schedule. So from that, checking off with my personal journal, like I did my morning routine this morning and it felt good to like every day, like check that off, like morning routine. Those small wins. Those small wins. And it's like those, it really is like a dopamine release when you do something that you're supposed to do, right? Like it's, it's chemicals. It's, it's a lot to this, but like that started off where it's oh i got a morning routine now that feels good how can i manage my day better and Mm -hmm. my morning routine actually helped me stay okay the now what i gotta do to make my morning routine happen i gotta get my day ready to for tomorrow, tonight. Right, so like, I got my clothes ready. I'm, so I'm doing other stuff now in my life that I'm supposed to be doing that I will be putting off because, you know, I, I got to play the game for a minute. I got to get, get on imagine. social. Right. Gotta get on, <laughs> right. I got to do that, right? So like, to make everything happen, I just had to organize my to do 2K schedules out. Man. Right. And, and so, and so at, the, at the end of all that, I, a few, you know, maybe like, six months after doing that uh, that process for a long time, that's when I started saying, Oh, I do have time to whether read a book or journal. Yeah. And that's when the journaling started picking up. That's and dope. then you know, my, my my day just kinda unfolded like that. So that's it really is a practice. Like you gotta practice making time for yourself. And it's crazy that we neglect ourselves so much. Correct. When you think about it like and that's what I was doing. I was neglecting the things that I needed to do to to be what I needed to be. So it, it worked out. That's it, uh, so um
0: you, you said Headspace. I know Uh, Insight Timer is the one I use. Yeah. And then the NBA sponsors, well, LeBron sponsors. Yeah, LeBron's, what's
1: it? What's it? Calm. Calm, yeah, yeah. And then
0: it didn't have, like, a really big, during, like, the playoffs, they had a really big app. Yeah. But, but, no, those are <laughs> those are things that, you know, we, we access all these apps, and, you know, instead of using all the ones that take away from us, it's good to download and, and, and sure. be a part of the ones that kind of help us and build us. Right. So that's great that you right. appreciate Absolutely. that, man. So, All right. Talk about well, one first I want to give you your flowers. Um, your writing is amazing. Yeah,
2: it's dope, man. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's real dope. Right? I really appreciate it. No, that. it's dope.
0: I mean, just the way you take us through it, you know, you connect us, you're open. Um, so so the goal if if I can assess or pick out what you said was a goal was to help other people. Yeah. Man, you're doing it, man. So man, I appreciate it. We want to definitely give you your flowers just so, you know, I as you can, that. you know, get back to get back to doing that. What is like, the, the, the long-term, like, goal for this, for just the blog. And then, because I want to get into
1: your last thing that you talked about, too. But what's a long-term goal for the blog? So, for me, a long-term goal has turned into writing a book. And oh, okay. That's, so, that, the blog post turned into writing a book. That's that's one thing. Uh, Do that That's thing. one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is to turn it into, and this is something that I don't know how. I can flip this, but um, to turn it into something that turns... I, I don't know if you heard about you guys obviously know about the like the traveling shows or inspirational speakers where they go around and tell their story or tell other you know whatever anecdotal stuff to like yeah. inspire people mm-hmm. to do things so that's kind of where i wanted to to go eventually as far as the my journey s- side goes but then i just want the blog to continue like uh, the life i learned continues to grow like it's like that's my learning title. has never stop. right like, it, like it so, does, it's not going to. right there's it like there's a new entry every day. I learn something new every day. Like I have, I have a daughter now for the first time. So that's a new life that I'm learning. How to, how I'm gonna raise my daughter when Mm -hmm. she turns into a teenager, I don't know. But when I get there, we're gonna learn and no, i'm, I'm really gonna learn right. i'm gonna try to yeah, i'm gonna try my best to, to <laughs> articulate and what i'm learning but start
0: a start a dad's
1: help group man we're gonna, we gonna be start around the out. table stressed <laughs> like we're gonna be worried about it man i ain't got no
2: more hairline
1: <laughs> <laughs> so also you
0: picked up you know uh, another personal hobby you kind of described as photography yeah. yeah is that something part of your journey that you know you figured out that kind of Adds a value or a perspective for yeah, you.
1: Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And I, whether or not it's it's something that I'm good at, it's, it's not even about that. It's, it was first about trying something new. That's okay. one of the challenge. It was a challenge that I actually had um, um, in one of my journals. Like I, I have, you know, these daily journals, where it's like try something new. That was the goal for the day. So I said, what's new? Like what what can I do? So I was like, I don't have a camera, or nothing. But I always like looking at other people's good pictures, pictures when people take good pictures, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna just go around with my phone and just take pictures and, and mess around with it. And I started to like it, like finding different compositions and and working with things like that. So mm-hmm. so I went and bought you know my my simple Canon M50. Like I was like, let me just go get this camera, whatever. I I don't know nothing about them, but I I'm don't. Just, yeah, M50. Just, I, and know. I heard it, I yeah. heard that people was like, oh, I vlog with this camera, it's a good little everyday. I was like, all right, let me just get that one. Right, mm-hmm. it's not gonna break the bank necessarily. <laughs> so then I was like, let me just go start taking pictures. And then so I I. You know, this is like right when the shutdown happened. I, I had had the camera for a little while, okay. and then right when the shutdown happened, I was like, "This is like a moment in history that I, that would be great to capture, like on, on in photography." So I was like, "I'm I'm new to this. I don't really do it much, but I was like, I'm gonna go down to the strip. It's like the second night that it was closed. Yeah. Right? Like nobody was on the strip, but the lights were still on. I got down there. And I was like this is like how I want to explore the world through this camera.' So I went and like shot it, documented. It. I had that at that point picked up some editing software, and so I went and edited the pictures and posted them. Oh, so dope. they're on my Instagram, like this little photography. So there's just some of them there. But um I took the pictures. And I was like, this is like this is cool. It's it's going out here and expressing myself through the pictures I take of the world, like what, how I see the world, what I like about it. And that was the cool thing about it to me. You can't get paid to do that. Like there's professionals out there that All make right. a business out of it. To me, that's not what it was for me. It was just a self-expression. Another way to express myself and bring myself joy in just taking pictures like that. So.
0: Well, you know there's been like an athletes group that are doing Get Big in Photography. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like I'll I'll look it up because I know um, Frugal Athlete. Okay. So Amobi, he just got to, one of the friends of the show. He just got... To, 30, 30 under 30 for Forbes. Right. But he had a section and it talks about all these. So once I find it, I'll shoot that to you. Oh, I much appreciate it. Because it's be the dope. same thing, right? right? Like we're all after athletes trying to find some stuff to do. Right. And we have to find things that connect them because we've been deemed as ap- athlete. student athlete, athlete, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then all these transitions. So yeah, i definitely shoot that to you.
2: No, that's dope, it. man. And I'm, I'm going to share this. It's not a question, but I'm just kind of giving you flowers, man. I'm sharing your your blog with a couple of these young athletes that I work with, man, because they're going through a special time or a unique time right now, obviously, in high school and their transition to college. Some of them may even not have a senior year. Mm. Um, You know, the recruiting thing is all out of the whack. But your story, I think, is going to give some big inspiration for them. So, man. Thank you for sharing your story and being yeah. open with it. I think it's going to help a lot of young youth during this time. Absolutely, I, it's, that's
1: important. I think if I could have, if I could have had somebody to make it plain to me and make it normal to me, the, what I was going through and the things in my head that I thought was like just me in your head. That's man. that's big. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And I alone, mean, yeah, alone. I, I mean, right. me, I was the first person in my family to go to college on a full scholarship, so it was like nobody had ever done this recruiting thing with me before. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have, and I, I know a lot of kids go through that work nobody's there to hold their hand through it right and nobody's there to normalize what they're going through so yeah i mean if i can do that if one or two people are however many are impacted by it, that's that'll be enough for me that's what it was for so, so i appreciate you sharing that yeah, absolutely that time,
0: man. well hey man we're we're about out of time man so what we like to end the show with is the assist so this is where you get to drop a coaching gem or just a, a words that you live by so if you could give us a quick just uh um a quote maybe
1: or a philosophy that you live by so this is a philosophy of mine. I don't know if I, I haven't really formulated into a, a real quote or anything like that, but falling in love with progress and not results. So I, I think too often in, in life, especially in this immediate uh, immediate gratification age of social media and everything so quick, we are so <laughs> looking forward to the results that we lose sight of what we're doing and we, we get distracted and we don't follow through. So for me, one of the things that I've, I've, I've learned and I'm, I'm looking through to, to one of the things I live by is to fall in love with progress, whether it's in your workout, your diet, whatever it is, the end goal may be what it is. It may be that six pack, but the progress may be. I did the workout today. I'm, I'm, I love man. that part. I, I, living for the progress and not the result is 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 something that I would I would love for everybody to start doing. And then obviously some some cliche stuff, but live in the moment because it's the only one you got. So this is the past is is gone. The future is not promised. The moment is all you have. So live every day. Every moment to the fullest, and 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 proceed in life that way. You don't know what could happen. Every anything good can come your way when you got that energy. So there you go. Be present. Be in the moment. Man, that there is, it is. That,
2: I always say, man, there got to be athlete in all your business, man, because we understand the
0: process.
2: Man, you don't get to the bowl game first week of camp. No, no. Like, absolutely. Yeah, there's, absolutely a, there's a process to it, yeah. man. So that's that's big time,
0: man. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that man time flies i always say it man when you're having fun but it's just reality there's so many things that you know we could touch and talk about man you had an amazing please please follow uh the blog man because there's some great stuff out there man the life i learned we'll put that in the show notes and you know we'll put uh how you can get in uh, touch with kayla but just uh once again man thank you want to thank our uh, the people you for listening um and we hope you enjoyed the show want to thank all of our sponsors um, if you're interested in sponsoring, you know we lost that Jack in the Box sponsor. So, hey, my bad, y'all. <laughs> so, so, curly fries, Arby's, <laughs> right? roast beef, roast beef. You know that's what we're going with. So, um, if you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out to us at Black and Sports on any of our platforms or uh, email us directly. Understand that the locker room, those short episodes drop every Tuesday, and maybe we can get you in the locker room, man. Do the little quick hits. But um, we're on, uh, we're Black and Sports on wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay safe. Practice gratitude. And no, we're rooting for you.
1: Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even
2: assume I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sue I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yup. Yah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smap out some racks on handmade new rags. Sue I'm rooting. Everybody that's black, that's everybody from sports, the college class to rap.